Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can I ask you about um, director uh, Tom Hooper? Why was he the perfect director to bring this particular project to the screen? Tom Hooper, because he's a man of immaculate taste, witnessed the fact that he wanted Ian McKellen to be in the movie. <laughs> that, that's the less of the only thing, if someone offers you the job, for goodness sake. Yes! Meow! Meow, 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 meow. Hello, and welcome to episode five of Our Week with Cats, uh, the only podcast where Tim Bat and myself, Guy Montgomery, watch... And discuss cats <laughs> at the cinema and in the studio every day for a week. This is our fifth time. And we're joined in studio, but not in cinema today, no. by the fantastic Brinley Stent. Kilda. Kilda. Uh, Brinley, thank you so much for joining us. You couldn't actually make it to the the, the cinema with us today because you were you were working. I was, yeah. Mixed feelings about missing it. I think <laughs> I would have loved to have watched you guys watch it. Because you have seen it. I have seen it. And the yes. reason you have seen it is because you are, as I understand, an enormous fan of cats. I am. A, I am. Yeah. Unashamedly. Unashamedly. Oh, what's that word? I don't even know. <laughs> I am unashamed to be a fan of cats. <laughs> Unab- unabashedly. She said fanatical. unashamedly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so can you, before we discuss this movie in particular, can you just walk us through your backstory, your history with, with cats? I'd love to. I'd love to. Uh, so when I was a kid, um, I was a cat gal. Yeah. You know how there are horse girls. and I was a cat girl, so I loved cats. Um, and one day um, my mum – so at – at our library, um, all the videos didn't have proper covers. They had like photocopied covers. like, yeah. And so it was all uniform. And my mom got me this cat's video thinking it was just about cats. Like she didn't know it was a musical or anything like that. She just <laughs> was like, probably will like this. It'll be nice. She gave it to me and little did she know she was starting a real and true uh, obsession with the musical and basically launched my performance career. Really? And how, how old are you when you're given this Hello video? I think I was video? probably about eight. And, wow. And this was a video of the uh, original Broadway production that um, is floating around on YouTube or something else? I believe it is the original Broadway one that they filmed. It, it was in the Andrew Lloyd Webber box set. Yeah. Not that that, that sounds yeah. like it's that'll be the real deal. Yeah. Have you seen any of the other ones? Um, I have seen some. Oh, I've heard yeah some of the other ones, but I haven't seen any of gotcha. the other ones. I did see um, part of a uh, Christchurch production. Um, How, only part? Yeah. Well, we had to leave at half time. Why? <laughs> because my uh, who was I with? It was my dad and my grandma, and my grandma was sick. 
Oh. oh wow, that must have been a real uh, blow for you as such a big Cats fan. Yeah, were you yeah. enjoying it? I was. Yeah, I mean, it was quite a weird take. Not what I was used to. I'm kind of traditional. <laughs> that one was a bit um, steampunky kind of. Thing. Steampunk. <laughs> <laughs> kind kind of. It was like, it was punk. It was punk. I think crazy. That's great. People are right to just impose whatever mm. you know Have overlay they want on cats. Mm. It's sort of for how weirdly uh, you know kitschy it is. It does kind of, because there's nothing to it, yeah. apart from a series of cats singing songs, mm. you have total creative license to say, well, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Put it in space. I also, um, just as a side piece of information, uh, my high school pre- uh, performed a show called Street Cats um, when I was in year 12, which is uh, what Eli describes as uh, what your high school puts on if your high school can't afford cats. <laughs> it's like an off-brand cats. It's called how, Street Cats. How similar is the music? No, not similar at all. Not at all. It's like West Side Story meets Cats. Right. It's like this, Street Cats, we're fighting mean, we're never clean, we're Street Cats. <laughs> <laughs> it seems incredible to come out with a musical after Cats is already in the musical universe and also have half of your title be Cats. Yeah. No, but this is why. It's like you, you, you're getting in the slipstream. You let that big production take all the brunt of the critical ups and downs, and then you go, I'm going to make one that people will confuse for this for money. People sure seem to like watching musical songs about cats. Mm -hmm. Why not more? Why not double the number of songs out there? Give the people what they want. Um, So if we could quickly just go back in time to you're eight years old, Mm. presumably this is a VHS that Mm. you've put into the machine, and... You you presumably at this point are expecting to just watch a movie about cats. Yeah. And is your mother with you? Are you by yourself? Do you have siblings in the room? I be- I can't even. I honestly can't remember the first time that I watched it, but it would have been probably on the family like VHS in the lounge. Yeah. But I do recall. Um. So my parents had their own TV in their room, and I do recall after that first viewing, uh, watching it over and over and over again in my um, parents' bedroom by myself with the door closed. <laughs> <laughs> and like, why was the re- door closed? Because you Cause felt like you were being naughty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like embarrassed because I'd, you know, I'd perform it. Yeah, oh, so, so you'd be singing along. Yeah, to all the numbers. And is this spanning across weeks, this. months, years? Years. I I think I definitely felt like sexually attracted to some of the cats when I was getting on that kind of eleven. When you were at, when you're at the there. like precipice of your own sexuality. Who, mm. Come on, who did it for you? Uh, Monk and Strap, which yeah, is like fair enough. Yeah, their leader cat guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert Downey the third, we've been calling him because oh. the guy who portrays him in the film. Oh. I don't know if you know this, Robert he... Downey Jr. as a cat. Yeah, as a son. Yeah. It is a it's a horny fucking musical as yeah, well. I mean, I've horny. not seen the original Broadway number, but this this film is absolutely loaded with yeah. sexuality. Yeah. And so here you are in your parents' bedroom with the door closed. <laughs> yeah. Learning all the lyrics uh, and Dancing sort of... Out. Were you, uh, you like identifying within yourself that you're like, well, these cats are doing something to me that's quite new. Mm-hmm. And so what's the... Like, what is the... How do you carry the torch of this relationship from there into adulthood today? Is it just embedded within you? It's embedded within me. And I think I only realized when I kind of... Because after that, I loved performing. So it was kind of like an early wave. I mean, like a lot of kids, it's like them performing in their bedroom by themselves. Uh, But then I realized later on when I started getting into more musical theater, like groups and things, or like friends, they they were like, it's shit. And I was like... (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I am eight yeah, again, locked yeah. in my parents' and bedroom. And so, do you? Yeah. Did you? Would you wear your fandom as a badge of honor, or were you like, no? Did, you you were 
Became self-conscious oh, yeah, about liking cats. Yeah, I was self-conscious about liking cats. But did it? Did you? Did you try to like emotionally break up with cats as a result, <laughs> or were you like, "This is going to be my dirty little theatre secret"? <laughs> I think it was the dirty little theatre <laughs> secret. And now I'm now I love it. Of course, I wear it as a badge of pride. Yeah, I performed one of the numbers for my friends on New Year's. What it, song? Um, I performed the opening number. Jellicle cats. cats. Mm-hmm. And was that uh, <laughs> after you'd seen the film? It was, yeah. So you were talking about the movie. Yeah. People were sharing their opinions. Yeah. And so can you tell us when you went and saw the film? Um, yes, I was. It was. A, I think it was the day after New Year's in the beautiful Matakana Cinema. Oh, nice. Yeah. Who were you with? Um, I was with my friend Tom Clark. Yeah. And uh, what was like? What were your expectations and what was your experience upon sort of realizing what was happening and then afterwards? Great question. <laughs> uh, so when I heard the trailer was like coming out, I was like gobsmacked because I hadn't heard the rumors, you know, I d- hadn't heard. And so when I saw the trailer, I was like immediately scared, <laughs> <laughs> but excited as well. Yep. It's kind of like any remake, you yeah. know, like even The Lion King when it came out, I was like, oh, oh what are they going to do with it? But I was positive. I was really positive. I was like, no, nah, it's fine. All it, the music will be the same. Even in the face of the trailer. Even in the face of the trailer. <laughs> I was holding true yeah. to my I was holding to my guns. And then uh the moment we sat down, we were like late, so I missed the first couple of lines, which I was gutted about because, you know, it's iconic. I can't imagine that would be <laughs> and the and the overture insane. as well. Are you blind when you're born? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you missed that. I missed that bit. So when Are you, you blind when you're born? I think we came in for like just the the chorus. The not a bad time chorus. to end it because mm. that song fucking rips. But you did miss the real tone setting uh, tinny synth that they play the start, which immediately identifies the fact we are in a crisis. And honestly, now I have an intensely Pavlovian response to those notes, and it's just sheer terror because it is both horrifying by itself and mm-hmm. signifies the start of another disgusting journey. But that's just me. I still don't know what you thought of the movie, Bryn. So you, and you I walk, am yeah, yeah. so curious. You walk in, sit down, and jellical cats. Yep. Um, and I hated it. <laughs> oh, no. I hated it so much. Oh, no. Well, I, I, again, I still held out hope for that first number. I was like, okay, it's not so bad. But then when we got into like the Rebel Wilson part of it, like the Jenny and E. Dots kind of number, I was like, oh, no, no, no. And then, so you were just in free fall at this point. Yeah, I was in free fall. And then every new number that came out, I was like, no. At no point did they get you. Maybe the Surrey McCallum bit, the Gus, the theatre cat bit. And that's only because that was a totally different number than what's in the original musical. So I was like, oh, okay, well, it's You enjoyed the take. Yeah, I enjoyed the take. Surrey's playing really well. Mm. Yeah. To my eyes. Mm. Yeah. There's an effortless charm to him. Mm -hmm. My wife has always said that he was the most convincing cat. And uh, based on... A lot of interviews that I've watched with the cast at this point, mm. he was the only one that missed all of cat school. The rest of them were in cat school for three months. They did cat school? Yeah, they had to do cat school where they were training, doing all the dancing. They would have wow. like two hours a day with a cat behavioralist. So, wow. Yeah, but I, I just feel like he brings so much experience and confidence with him. He can like mm. any anything that he's not the lead in is yeah. a cakewalk for him. Mm-hmm. Because it's like he looks at the page once and he goes, yep, I'm I, just a theatre cat. I reckon that cat behavioralist might have put them wrong, eh? I well, think so too. It was like almost a cartoony. It was, as far as I can tell, they all learned one thing from her, mm. and it was you use your shoulders a lot when you're a cat. Oh, uh, yeah. Because whenever they're slinking yes. around, they're on two feet, but they're all but, shoulder, 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 yeah. shoulder. That is, but that is cat like. I always think about when I see lions in nature documentaries, and their their shoulder blades bony. are always they're so bony, only they're if popping you up. Think of, only if you think of their legs as arms. 
Which you must, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> given what we're working with. Um, so none. Of, so pretty much everything was a an aberration on what you enjoyed, yes. save for a new take on Gus, mm. which I don't even think it sounds like you liked. You just enjoyed the different. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, what are you? You're praying for the like. So it, basically, Tom was listening to me, and every new song that started, I would be like this. No, no, <laughs> no, no. The Rumpel, Mungo Jerry and Rumpel Teaser got me the most because they totally changed the entire song. And you strike me as someone who would be a big Mungo fan. Jerry and Rumpel Teaser <laughs> fan because they're like these cheeky outside characters who just swan in and they muck around and they go, oh, we don't give a hoot. Yeah. And then they're out of there. That was one and of that's the, you. That was one of my prime numbers that I yeah. would um, perform. Along with their McCavity number, which was the kind of yeah. sexy one, and Skimple Shanks was the other one that those Skimble, are my favourites. And fucking, we'll get the Skimple mm. Shanks. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, so Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser is yeah. that's the low point. That was the low point. That was the uh, I would say an abomination. <laughs> how different is the music? Like how much have they changed it? Uh, it's the the same lyrics, right? But totally different tune. Right. I'll play it for you afterwards, eh? Yeah. See if you enjoy it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I would, I'd just like to talk quickly about our experience watching Cats today because this was the fifth time we've seen it in mm. as many days. And I have been an advocate for the film. And, you know, to my own surprise, quite enjoying myself in there, not dreading the watches, sort of finding the whole experience to be quite a curious mm. uh, thing. Yeah. But I... Realise that five is my absolute limit with cats. Uh, I'm, You're I'm stuffed. I've had it up to here. Couldn't with have these, one more bite of cats. Cats. I found it uh, so so hard to watch, and the only thing that sort of pulled me through was just the notion of the anarchy. Not just that the movie is created, but like just what we are doing both to ourselves and you know the chaos that has already been created. Yeah. We're bringing an entirely new chaotic energy to it, yes. which is you know like. Running, it's like the the movie, which appears to have no holds barred. There's no creative limitations they impose on themselves. They said, "We're just going to make the movie. We're just going to do everything as we go along. We're not going to believe in the word no, and just whatever fucking happens, happens." And I feel like we're coming at it from the same angle, and it's two things that will not blink, running at each other at full speed. <laughs> <laughs> but we're the only ones that are sentient. I, uh, yeah, like, is, the, would you describe the feeling today as was it like despair or boredom or anger? Or sadness. <sighs> sort of. There were flashes of everything. There was. <laughs> it was not despair because we've only got two screenings left. It was more just like a total appreciation for all of the negative things people have been saying to me about cats and in general about cats. Yes. I could finally appreciate. And I was like, I felt like I was watching the movie they were watching, which wasn't the, sort of this gleeful madness. It was just like, oh, this, this fucking. It's, <laughs> it's so, it's so crazy. And like I was telling you, Tim, that at some point, I sort of left my mind and body and was just totally thinking about something outside of the cinema. And then when I came back within myself, I looked up and Sir Ian McKellen was on the screen in really high definition, looking remarkably like a cat. Yeah. And I sort of like, I was like, well, this is pretty amazing. Yeah. Because just as a technical In that moment, it was divorced from the broader experience of watching cats. And I was just like, what an age we live in. (laughs) Sir Ian McKellen (laughs) rendered as a cat for you. Yep. But it was... Are you not entertained? (laughs) Exactly. Oh boy. I felt um disgusted with the movie but mm. happy with myself because I've been feeling myself being drawn in oh. by by cats as the watchers have gone on. Mm. And I like not all musicals, but I I really like the musicals I like. Mm-hmm. And 
I think Andrew Lloyd Webber is famous for if you, you know you see a show once or you hear it once, mm. then you're on the hook. Yeah. You're baited. And so up to number five, I was like, oh, fuck, am I going to fall for this movie? And I'm happy to report, no. No it's such no. danger. It's <laughs> a no from me, dogs. But the, it does introduce the interesting thing where because you have already built up a relationship with the songs mm. and the musical, mm. you brought all of this sort of, you know, this rich history with you into the cinema, whereas... I think a lot of the joy that maybe I was deriving and you might have been deriving, Tim, is from discovering the music and like yeah, yeah, yeah. identifying cats that you like and moments you enjoy and being like, fuck, you know, I got to get through this, but just around the corner, fucking Skimble Shanks is going to yeah. tap dance in here. We're yeah. just at the entire cinematic yeah. experience. I think I speak for both of us is just a countdown to Skimble Shanks yeah. number. Yeah, it's a and good number. Everything after it can go to hell. <laughs> it's a great, not everything after it. Skimble Shanks still to me represents. The beginning of the end. Because as, as soon as you get to Skimble Shanks, then we, uh, he disappears, and then we have... And we're immediately on the barge, which they added. No, 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 because then it's Taylor Swift and McCavity, which is sort of I get, I get through, and then they're on the barge, and oh, then yeah. you've got Mr. Mistopheles, which fucking slaps. And then after Mr. Mistopheles... Mr. Mistopheles didn't do it for me today, and that's how I knew I was yeah, out of love. that's a massive tell. Well, for the first time in five screenings, I didn't get goose, goosebumps in the crescendo of um, memories. Far out. And I've been, yeah. all I was thinking about was Laura's criticisms of uh, Jennifer Hudson's creative decisions. Lack of um, mm. dynamics, she was saying, because oh, yeah. she just delivers the entire film one note. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. And it's, it's, you got to do it with highs and lows, she reckoned. Do you want to hear my three main hates of it? Yeah. Bring, I would love to. Number one, making a story out of it is my, I, I mean, I know it's a movie, but the original musical is random because it's just poems, right? So that's what I love about it. Like, it's just like, here's some songs that are based on poems. And then it doesn't need to connect. So there's a little bit of a connection of like, they do talk about the heavy side layer a lot, layer a lot, but um, the, I hated that they were like, and now this happened and they've taken this cat and she's new and they're in love. Don't need any of that. So there is even less plot in the musical than there is in the film. Yeah. That I, is staggering to me. I mm-hmm. can appreciate what you're saying, though, because in that instance, it knows what it is. Yeah. Like, there's it's no sort of, story here. We're not, we're not attempting to pull the wool over your eyes and suggest that there's anything actually happening. It's music. And the, It's an <laughs> album. Yeah. yeah. That does make, it's part of what makes the movie feel thinner, mm. is that if, if you make a half-assed attempt at communicating a story through what is like, it's impossible to imbue any of this with meaning or like, mm. you know, a semblance of sense. Mm. You can't spend a hundred million dollars on a film that doesn't have a plot though. You know, they've that, tried. Yeah. They almost, they pretty much did. Tim. <laughs> so that's your, your number one. Yeah. gripe. Number two, uh, the, the beautiful thing about seeing it on stage is that you see the dancers dance, which is like so incredible to watch because they're actually amazing. Uh, but then as soon as you add CGI in, you're like, well, you could just make them do a, a quadruple black backflip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, do whatever. Yeah. yeah. Make their eyes move apart. It blows my <laughs> mind that, that no one thought of that in yeah. the pre-production because yeah. this, even in the like film adaptation, this is almost as much of a dance movie as it is the music and the yeah. songs. Yeah. It's so impressive. But you're right. It's just like, well, you don't get to see the human kind no. of doing it, even though I know they did, but it's yeah. like you add that layer of fur and it's like, yeah. as you say, they could have just done it. And the, 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 the way that the fur is laid and the costuming decisions is trapped between like fully running towards the CGI mm. and also trying to remain faithful to like the, you know, the pretty primitive cat costumes that are in the original musical, which are like 
people look like cats. Face paint's doing a lot of heavy lifting. Mm. But it does flatten out all of their moves. You still do. I, I like, I've been impressed by some of the dancing. Which That's I, good. Which that I was intended. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You are crossing some very low bars that you're setting for the film. What's the third thing you hated, Brad? The straight washing of uh, Mr. Mistopheles. Oh, is he really camp in the musical? So camp. He's like the iconically gay cat. Oh, what? And then they gave him a, a, a female love story and like just cast a straight cute boy actor to play it. I, I, so I, when I was walking out of your house yesterday with Joseph and Laura, they said they'd learned that he, Mr. Mistopheles didn't sing his song originally. Is this true? That he has one line or something? Uh, Which is about in, in the Rum Tum Tugger song, they say the Rum Tum Tugger is a terrible boy. Boar. 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 Mm. Oh, he's sort he of like, he's this iconic, movie. like, big camp yes. character. Yes. Oh, he has his own song. He still sings that Mr. But there's Stuffley none song. of that shit of, like, can he, do, can he do it? And then it's like he's losing his confidence and all that. None of that's there. He just sings. He's just one of the cats trying to get to the thing. And so he's just. Mysterious. Damn it. That would have been so much more fun. I would love to have seen this devoid of a love story because it's mm. just like so obvious mm. that you got to put that in there for this kind of demo. And the original was still horny. I'll just put that out there. It's still horny as hell, but it's just like they're all they're all going. They're cats. They're polyamorous, open minded kind fuck, of way. Yeah, I, kind yeah, of, yeah. I, I get that from the movie too, yeah. though. There's like the True. way they've choreographed Taylor Scene's catnipping scene, where oh, every, yeah. and everyone. When um, McCavity fucks off out of there and they will just collapse on the ground, they are spent. Yeah. Like, yeah. jizz everywhere, floor to ceiling, get the there cleaners There's a in. moment yeah. where you think you would, wouldn't mind throwing yourself into the middle of that giant herd of cats <laughs> and just fucking, you yeah. know, shutting your eyes and letting what, what happens happen and you know, have a good time. No one tell yeah. my mum I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, 
there's uh yeah because there's like even oh actually i want to ask you what mm. did you make of old deuteronomy being cast uh, dame judy dench because she uh, that character is a male usually yes yes and uh, the one that i watched he was an um, african-american actor i believe um he yeah I, I mean i didn't mind it being played by judy but the bit where she turns and stares into you with yeah. her piercing <laughs> tiny black eyes <laughs> really horrible it's such an uncomfortable it's way to uncomfortable. end a tale it's a bit of fun though no it's not it's only because we've seen it multiple times mm. like all the people we went with yesterday uh, well actually it doesn't quite count because joseph and laura had seen it I was looking at my wife. She was trying to hide herself in the chair, like to escape Dame Judy Dench's gaze. Yeah. It is so intense. I don't mind as long as that actor has mana. Yeah. Oh, da- Deuteronomy has to have mana. Oh, She's and a, and yeah. Dame Judy she does. does. Her singing's does. not great. No, though. I mean, it's not. There's too much of her singing. <laughs> well, well. well she was, that's not good. They should have just peered down. It's just like she's in the movie. Mm. Wicked. Mm. Great. Mm. Love that. Good. You don't have to make her sing. Do you know what I noticed today is that Jason Derulo, in addition to being the Rum Tum Tugger and so having his own number, is like part of the core yeah. cast. And so he would have been on set every day doing yeah. this. Like, you know, Rebel Wilson and James Corden, they get their numbers and then they were not on set for the rest of the time because they were on the barge. Yeah. yeah. But he was showing up day in, day out. Like he would he's have been... doing that falsetto, like yeah, providing the... a lot of the soprano yeah. in there. Yeah. But Which you don't know until you've seen it about three times. And you're like, that's coming from Rum Tum Tugger, Jason Derulo. Mm. Is, he, is the Rum Tum Tugger fun in the original? Yeah, he's quite, a, um, he's quite camp as well. A lot of them are camp, but he's kind of uh, kind of Bowie. Oh, okay. oh, cool. Yeah, like kind of rock star kind of vibes. Yeah. And you're sort of snarling, for those listening, <laughs> sort of snarling her lip as though she herself is a rock star. As she I've been all the these cats at some point in my life, you know? You have. Mm. Which, which of them do you mm. most closely identify with? Which, which of the, cat, the cats and cats are you? Wow, great question. Um, <laughs> I think I'd, st- I, I'd stick with uh, Rumpelteaser. I think I'd be in a little duo, I believe. Yeah. But nice. if I was in the musical, I'd want to be Skimbleshanks. Yeah. The first female Skimbleshanks, <laughs> Brinley Steed. It's time. It's 2020. Let's yeah. get it done. I'd love to see yeah. the press tour you'd do for yeah. that. Yeah. What sort of things would you say? The journalist would say, Skimbleshanks <laughs> has traditionally been played by a man. How does it feel to be forging a new path for Skimbleshanks being the first female railway cat? Yeah, I'd say, um, get with the program. It's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking thoughtful yeah. response. What about you guys? Uh, what do you think you are? Well, in the interest of sort I mean, of casting a wider net. Yeah, I'd I'd sooner be cast because mm. I feel like mm. Skimble Shanks would be my first choice just because I like his song the best. Yeah, I think you could be there. You could be But I, I don't want to be. In the interest of all of us mm. being different cats. Okay. Oh, you're a cat who cannot be ignored, though. <laughs> I am a cat who cannot be ignored. I love it when he says that. Glaring, glaring error, by the way, that I spotted today. I... Uh, I didn't notice that all the cats are given tap shoes when they. There's sort of this fanciful moment where the wall of the Egyptian comes down, and um, Skimbleshanks taps his way onto a railway that mm. sort of it crosses the Thames in front of Westminster and Big Ben, and all of the other cats trail him. Mm-hmm. And at this point, somehow they've all magically started wearing tap shoes. Yeah, which that makes sense because you can hear that their feet tapping becomes part of the percussion. But then there's one point where they're all lying down. So there's the two you know, metal rails along it and then there's the wood underneath them and they're lying on the wood with their feet up on the metal and you can see one of them has both of their shoes on and then there's a move where they'll lift their legs to spin to stand up. 
and when the cat lifts their legs off the the metal rail one of the shoes like one of the projections of the shoes just disappears completely from their foot until they put it back down on the wood when it just magically reappears again it was a it's a glaring error that is nuts that i'm i'm sure i saw but uh skimble shanks in the interest yeah. of this is off the table okay i think one of you will have to be mungo jerry then you, you, who is it? I think it's you. I yeah, I, I wouldn't mind being Mungo yeah, Jerry. I think <laughs> you and I could cause some fucking <laughs> some ruckus. Yeah, and then Tim, hmm. maybe you're Mr. Mistopheles. I was going to say, yeah. I feel a bit Mistopheles. I think you're Mistopheles in this. The, sure, the I'm the film Mistopheles. Mm. And okay, and then if we could uh, roll your memory back to before you'd seen the film mm. and you had. Probably a deeper relationship to the cats. Mm. As you understood them, who would everyone in the room be in that instance? Okay, um, if we're going really theatrical, you're Gus. I think. Okay, nice. Because he's like so old and he comes out like shaking. So old? Yeah, what? so old. Just like you guys. <laughs> no, but like if we're talking theatre. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to see play. Yeah, yeah, things. you want to see me as yeah, Gus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then um, I want to see Tim as Monkstrap. Cool. Yeah. Like that. And who are you? In the original? Monkstrap, by the way, Robert Downey III. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did his name, I don't think it's said once in the entire movie. I'd probably be cast, this is not what I want to be cast as, but I'd probably be cast as Jenny Any Dot. No. I reject that. No, I, I have to say, I uh, support that and also am so devastated that in this <laughs> fantasy world where you can cast yourself as anyone, you could have been Skimble Shanks and you can, you begrudgingly give yourself a role that it sounds like you most don't want. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Hey, what did I you... I have a Gumby cat in mind. What do you think of Rebel Wilson? No, she was fine. Really? Yeah. I hated her. Yeah. I thought she was very bad. bad. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say that she had a fucking rough go of it today. In fact, the whole movie was up against it. They didn't even get a chance to get on the front foot. The audience, we were back in Cinema 7, which is the bigger of the cinemas we've seen it in, and the audience were scattered. Very dispersed. In fact, there was a father in front of us and their son, I think, uh, sitting behind us for some reason. Um, Too cool. Yeah, I guess so. And there was a conversation going on like above us through the film. We're like, you know what? Realistically, we've seen this four times already. Bring on the convo. Yeah. This is adding to it. It was so experience. crazy because there was no notion that they were connected to each other. But mm. then as soon as the movie started, the first face that was on screen, the dad turned <laughs> and yelled over us to their kid, Who's that? Taylor Swift. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was Francesca. <laughs> But it was just as you guys were leaning into your bag to grab something as well. So you like leaned forward and this dad turned around. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We've kind of been giggling through the trailers, Brent, because we've seen this once yeah. or twice now. So we're, we're right. there to entertain ourselves a little bit. It's not our I first goddamn rodeo. <laughs> Why do you think that you'd be Jenny Any Dots? Oh, I don't know. This is where I traditionally get cast. It's that kind of kind of kooky. Bit silly. <laughs> Bit silly. There wasn't one number that's not in the movie that I miss from the original, which uh, you guys may or may not be aware of. Definitely won't it's, be. Uh, it's Munkenstrap's song. It's his own song. It's not about him, but it's called The Peaks and the Pollicles, and it's uh, they, they all pretend to be dogs. Yeah. That would be what? quite mm. a lot of fun to see. It's about like bulldogs versus poodles, effectively. Uh, and in the musical, they all, all the cats dress up. They get like rubbish and make themselves look like big bulldogs versus like little poodles and then they like have a battle 
That's fun. Yeah. What's it? What did you say? The peaks and the pollicles. I think is pollicle a word? Do you know? Don't know. Yeah, they make up a lot of language. Eh, I think, but this. I think pollicles because I was doing some research into the origins of jellical cat. Yeah. Pollicle is uh, I don't even know what it's like a, an abbreviated colloquial sort of shortening of poor little dog, Pollicle. and jellical is uh, Dame wow. actually says it at the end. She says, uh, you're, a, you're a jellical cat, a dear little cat. And jellical is the cat equivalent of pollicle. So what it's, the fuck? That's amazing. I'm learning. Yeah. So uh, je- that's what a jellical cat. I mean, they also go to the great trouble of detailing all of the so different this is like ways. ancient, of, like Anglo language. Or no, this would be T.S. Eliot fucking around with oh, words. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Um, but yeah. And so I, I assume that the pollicle is, it would be from the same book of poems yeah. and maybe just a counterpoint. Ah, uh, Yes. Sort of, you could look at it as the original text that inspired the great uh, movie Cats vs. Dogs, and perhaps even the popular Nickelodeon animated show Cat, cat Dog, dog. which be. dared to ask the question, what if a cat and a dog were one? <laughs> Siamese twins. Yeah. I um, mm. would also like to say, one thing I noticed in this movie is you're made to feel, and they want you to think that there are a lot of jellical cats, that jellical cats sort of are one of the widest reaching groups of cats in London, if not the world. Mm. But if you think about it in terms of how many cats there are, not just in London, but anywhere, and how few, there are only 30. This is like a very hardcore sect of a cult. We're in London. Yeah. Only 30 cats show up for your big fucking night out. This is like on the fringes of society. This is some pretty freaky, hardcore shit. If you heard your friend was messing around with the Jellicles, you'd be like... Don't go there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they kill someone yeah. annually. They're like the Manson family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they call themselves the family. Well, maybe that's they. Maybe they do kill someone. Maybe that they, they kill. Um, what's her face? Jennifer Hudson, yeah. Isabella. Well, what's Rizabella. your understanding of mm. the heavy side layer? Dead, dead, dead. Gone to heaven. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not coming back. That's a nice little poem. Not coming back. I reckon my read on I'm mean, is probably what they don't they I don't think they say this in the thing but it's yeah oh because they do say you're reborn but I'm like that's the end of your seven lives they get nine lives no. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that you didn't accidentally rent a VHS of Street Cats from the <laughs> library <laughs> do you know I'm desperately as you guys are chatting trying nine. to find there's a song that I really wanted to bring up the lyrics for that old Deuteronomy sings mm-hmm. um. It's kind of like an in-betweeny song about... It, it, she says the word explanation and presentation a lot, and it's, it's just... It comes after the new song, Ghosts. So mm-hmm. Grizabella sings Memories, mm-hmm. and then in response... She goes to leave, and then in response, Victoria sings Ghosts. Mm-hmm. That t- what do you think of that song? I actually quite liked it, to be honest. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought they matched the musical really well, but I don't like Victoria being a lead character at all. Did you did you like the Francesca's performance as Victoria? No. <gasps> Why? Because I don't like that character. I mean, I it's it's. it's What's Victoria's role in the original? All she is, she doesn't sing. Like she sings in the chorus. She doesn't have any songs. All she is is she's the like I guess the principal dancer. And also the con the the sort of conduit oh, through through which. And also the conduit through which, like the entry point for the audience, because this is a very hardcore, as we've said, sort of sect of skinhead cats. Mm. And then one new cat shows up and then everyone sort of circles that cat. And then all of a sudden we're in the world of the Jellicles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Who who was your from the musical you saw your jellical choice? That's for you, Bryn. Um, from the original, not from well, the movie. I mean, you you're in the advantageous position mm. of being able to make two <laughs> jellical choices. Okay, <laughs> I choose uh, in this movie, Grisabella. Yeah. In the original, the one that I saw, Grisabella is quite scary. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I don't really like it very much. There's more overlap between Grizabella and McCavity. Yeah, uh, yeah, and this one. Are they more closely associated? Like, do you see Grizabella sort of cavorting around with McCavity in the... No, they made that up. Really? So what is Grizabella in the musical? Is she just a faded former star? Yeah, she's a faded former star. She has no connection to McCavity in the slightest. Wow. McCavity's just a baddie. Why is she cast out then from the Jalicals? Is that ever kind of gotten into? Never. Do you know what I love about this fucking production? Is that Andrew Lloyd Webber is just like, yeah, fuck up. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm. Like the bit where it really struck me was Gus the theater cat singing about portraying this whole other character, which is called. Oh, uh, I brought I brought it up. I'm so sick of hearing Sue Ian McKellen. I stuck up for his diction, and to be fair, he does well with a very confusing name. But Gus the theater cat talks about, you know, his greatest achievement, which was playing, uh, fire fraw fiddle, the fiend of the fell. And so at the end of his song, he says, When I was fire for Friddle, the fiend oh. of the fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then on the boat, he channels that character again, this yeah. fearful character mm. to scare um, Growl Tiger off the plank. Seems like a Dracula type character. He's a lot of like, ah, yeah. kind of yes. scary. But so you're, you're saying Andrew Lloyd Webber gave the, the movie permission to suck. What I love about Andrew Lloyd Webber is he, first of all, just got this completely nonsensical idea of there's a bunch of cats and they're fucking around mm. and they're all trying to get to heaven, which is through a cult leader. Mm. That's the show. Mm. But then on top of that, don't ask any questions. I'm going to add like all these weird little just hints at backstories but not go into them mm-hmm. to the point where there's this thing called the fee fiddle, the fear of fucking whatever. What? Mm. And it's just taken as read that you don't need to know about it. And I kind of, it's such confident storytelling that I'm like, yeah, fucking cool, man. Yeah. You're so confident. Yeah. And that's the confidence of the original musical, yeah. right? And just that, like, it's just poems. Abs- and that's where uh, the movie does run into problems is because in making it, of course, they're spending $100 million. So they had to pick a few things up and look at them and you say, get nervous. well, what's this? Yeah. And then as mm. soon as they say, what's this? They aren't just ignoring it and being like, don't worry about that. No one's going to look at that. They're like, oh, no, every, everyone's going to look at this. We have to qualify this. Yeah. Is this the right analogy? It's like having fine china. You can never eat off it because you're too nervous that you're going to drop it and yeah. break it. But your, your, your crappy old plates you have a great time with. Yeah, can you? It's not perfect. Can you, but... can you round <laughs> no. out the metaphor for me, <laughs> no, please? No, that's much like Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's all you're going to get. I fully believe in this analogy. Uh, the way you backpedal suggested you didn't have total belief. But I'll, I'll give it a pass. I uh, tell you what, there's a combination of factors which include the fact that we've seen cats five times. Um, that we smoked a little bit of weed before we went in, and it is unspeakably hot in this room. Mm-hmm. That is making for a cool mm-hmm. fever dream feel to this episode <laughs> of our week with I Matt. am building up a very thick film of sweat beneath this layer of clothes. I feel, I feel bad for Brim, but I feel hilarious that I'm trapping you in this environment. It's, it's like we're in an infrared sauna. Like yeah, it, yeah. The heat is coming from inside of my body. So good. Um, Tim, who is your jellical choice today? <sighs> Fuck. Um... Do you, okay, you're going to hate this, but maybe I would just have to back it. Rum Tum Tugger. 
Oh. Yeah. Nice. Which I think shows a level of like self-hatred that I'm experiencing in the movie or just displeasure with the whole experience now. It's almost like I'm lashing out subconsciously. We've kind of blacklisted a few of the cats, Bryn, in oh, the yeah? series so far. We mm-hmm. do not get behind Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. He's a, he's a villain. We don't like him. It's the song. He's a, I've he's got a, a huge problem with the way mm. that that song is arranged and presented. Uh, in the original, it's kind of similar. Though. There's a bit where he like swings his hips and all the women are like, ah! Like, it's, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that, I don't mind that. It's just like this... The song sucks. They set up the game of the song and then just hammer at it for what feels like <laughs> 10 minutes. I've hit out against Rebel Wilson every episode to the point where I now feel pretty bad about it. I would like to no. say I felt sincerely bad for Rebel Wilson when watching her performance, the way it was received by the audience today. So you know when there are a few lines which get it? I mean, you know when you go to a movie five times in a row at the cinema, Brinley, mm. and so there are a few lines <laughs> oh, that you... Oh, no. Yeah. Except for Spice World. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know one of the best lines from Spice World? Yeah. Who cares if the Spice Girls find a cure for deja vu? Who cares if the Spice yeah. Girls find a cure for deja vu? Do you know what the second best line in the what? movie is? Is, okay, here's the plan. The band will start up, the lights will come up, and I will walk center stage... And hang myself. <laughs> <laughs> you transported me back there. Yeah. Um, but so, oh, I've totally forgotten. Did we get your Jellical choices? Yeah. Well, yeah, for the, uh, for the, for the movie, it's Grisabella. Grisabella. Yeah, right. She deserves it. Yeah. She deserves it. And for the musical, it's going to go to Monkerstrap because yeah, it's hot. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Monkerstrap barely, I mean, Monkerstrap doesn't have a... A no. song. Is is this the role of Monkey Strap? So there's that song in the thing, but sort of a driving force. He's the, definitely not going for the for the Jellical choice, but I'm yeah. gonna choose him. He seems happy within himself in the in he the does. world of the cats. Yeah, he's Robbie kind of a Fairchild, leader. by the way. We've never learned his name and I feel like he deserves it. Robbie he does Fe- a good yeah. job. Robbie Fairchild, is that I a, hope that's his name now. Is that uh Man, an actor or a dancer? He's a dancer. Dancer first. So yes. Skimble Shanks. Have you seen his picture on IMDB? No. It's just like a stunning ballet shot, basically. Skimbleshanks is all... a fucking electric mm. dancer. Mm-hmm. Everyone who hasn't, but it is incredible to notice. Like, you can notice people if you're not, if you're just a typical Joe Schmo audience member, you don't have any like experience in the world of acting, whatever. I feel like you can tell good actors really well. But to be blown away by a dancer in a dance movie like this yeah. is rare. And Skimbleshanks is just like so incredible. Yeah, Skimble the, the, th- those three main dancers are Victoria Skimbleshanks and Robbie Fairchild. Robbie mm-hmm. Fairchild. All they all have moments every time where I'm just like, "Fuck! Look at what you're doing with your body." Yeah, mm-hmm. it is so cool. But I just to finish, I remember what I was saying, which was uh, if you go to the. Uh, the, the same movie five times in a row, there are certain lines that you look at as bankers or moments that you mm. say, this will get a laugh no matter what. And all of the, like the rule book was out the fucking window today. All of the bankers were getting nothing. Oh. Jason Derulo's <laughs> sort of worried look in the middle of Mr. Mistopheles failures played to deathly silence. Oh, the round of applause that we instigate daily was actually picked up on by more people than I thought it would. I'd say there were 20 people in the cinema. I'd say probably five, including us, were applauding. You're crazy. I reckon there was two. Where's the applause break? We applaud at the end. We applaud at the end. At the end, nice. But there's some pretty obvious applause breaks. Whenever the cats are panting like they just fucked when really they dance, is that what... Yeah, is that like a, a sort of metaphorical or euphemistic presentation of cats having an orgy? Absolutely. You know, you know when they get into those dance cycles where... 
there's no one forcing them to dance, but they don't appear to be in total control of the decisions they're making. I feel like those they, are the orgies, eh? Yeah, definitely. I feel like they are out of control. It's like they're being commanded by the moon. It's it very is, sexual. It is a lot like that. Can I? Um, because the other person I had out at fr- oh yeah, also I've got to change my jellical choice because I remembered who my actual one is. It's the fucking mouse that falls off Mr. Mistopheles uh-huh. hat when he appears yeah. and does such a good tumble. Yeah. This little kid just goes. Mr. Because Mist- he appears out of nowhere. He's been conjured accidentally from Mr. Mistopheles from under his hat as he pulls it up. There's these three mice that Rebel Wilson's trained just sitting on his head. And one of them goes, Mr. Mistopheles, my hero. Oh, no, I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that mouse does an outstanding job. Um, the other person I've hit out against, but only in a personal kind of a way, is James Corden. Because mm. I've heard terrible things about him. And I'd like to read mm. one of the terrible things I've heard about James wow. Corden to validate. <laughs> you are shifting the platform of this podcast beneath my very feet. I yep. love it. Um, so this is pure rumor and conjecture. This is just something that got tweeted around a lot. Oh my God, I'm expecting you to say something horrific. But it's pretty entertaining. It's just a little story. Like he beats his wife. No, no, it's nothing as, as, as <laughs> Jesus' friend. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be sharing that gleefully. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know what type of podcast it is. It's not. It's about, <laughs> come on, <laughs> Half an hour into a New York to London flight, passengers in business class noticed a woman with a crying baby being brought through the curtains by a flight attendant. They looked on in mild horror as they saw the attendant direct her into an empty seat next to James Corden. <gasps> Expecting a huge celebrity hissy fit to kick off, Corden's cabin mates were actually impressed to see that he didn't say a word or make any sort of complaint. He simply put on a pair of noise-cancelling headphones, pulled an eye mask over his eyes, and turned away from her to sleep. Pretty decent of him, right? When the plane landed, though, passengers were surprised to see Corden remain seated as the woman with the baby struggled to open the overhead locker, and even more surprised when she turned to Corden and said, "'For fuck's sake, can you at least hold the baby while I get the bags down?' The woman was his wife. The baby was his baby. <laughs> That's a very funny <laughs> story of like the reveal. Um, okay. So that's what's in my head is James Corden. I'd, well, I'd, I mean, I'm going to look like a, a bit of a bad guy here, but my jellical uh, choice today was... Buster for Jones. I think he does a great job. Every day, James Corden knows exactly who he is in the movie. He understands the tone of the movie. He's the only person, aside from Sir Ian McKellen, who seems totally at ease within himself whenever he's on screen. Mm. He shows up. He sings his little song about being a bloody fat and hungry cat all around London town. Mm. He gets put on the barge. He sits on a beanbag next to Rebel Wilson in front of a green screen. They riff for three days. He fucking cashes his check and goes back to sit on a stool behind a desk in Los Angeles and present his late night talk show. His song is really fun. It is fun. And I identify with him. I'm hungry a lot too. Could you be busted, <laughs> you could be busted for Jones I could. Then. I could instead of Jenny Any Dots. No, <laughs> no. You cast yourself as Jenny Any Dots and so help me, that's who you are. <laughs> um, well... I don't have any more to say about this movie, and I said very little because I have extreme disdain for it. Brinley? I just thought of one other thing that bothers me that is different, and it might interest you. In the musical, they all sing about each other, not, they don't sing in the first person barely ever. So, like, instead of, like, Buster for Jones, I'm not, it's like, 
he's not skin and bone, so they're singing about each other. That makes way more sense because you can have more license to kind of be, it's not self-deprecating, it's they're a bit mean to each other, which is a cool other angle of like, we're friends, but we're sassy. Yeah, and celebrating each other. Yeah, It's just cashing in on celebrity, right? You're right, It's because then you're dealing with a friend group instead of just a bunch of egotistical cats who have to hang out annually to die. the fuck are you going to win the jellical choice if you're just banking on your friends having written devised (laughs) Rehearsed and performing a fantastic song about Don't you. Don't overthink it. This is Andrew Lloyd Webber we're talking about. I would trust you guys to write something nice about me. She's Brunelli <laughs> Stan and she's crazy for Kent, who's the fucker. <laughs> uh, look, I am uh, sort of nervous to say as much, but for the first time in a long time, I don't really feel like a jellical cat today, Tim. You uh, have been bumped down from a jellical yesterday to a non jellical cat and Brindley. Um, do you know what? Even what? though you don't like the movie, <gasps> jellical runs through your blood. <sighs> you are a jellical. Thank you so much. I'm honored. <laughs> it's a privilege, an honor, and a joy. Well, if a, I'm honest, a, You've dear, a dear little cat. Is there anything? <laughs> there is an eight year old girl inside you just weeping with joy and acceptance, <laughs> yeah, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is there anything that you would like to uh, direct anyone listening to this podcast mm. towards of yourself that, uh, you know, that it might be a show coming up or something that you've got online that you want people to have a look at? Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, I've got two shows coming up X's in Wellington with my buddy Eli Matthewson, who's coming up soon. And then my. Uh, Comedy Fest show coming up in New Zealand, in Auckland, and Wellington in May. Ages away, but please come. I'd love to put some bums What's on What's it called? Seats. It's called Soft Carnage, and it's a sketch and mime show. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I've not seen you do much mime. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. I'm a surprise. But my other thing is, I would love and encourage everyone who sees the film Cats to just search out the original Broadway production. Give it a watch. Just put it on in the background. I put on a video of the Skimpleshank song and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brindley. We'll Thank see you for having me. every one of you tomorrow um, for episode Meow, 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 Meow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.